PewDiePie recently published a video saying it's time to end the subscribe to PewDiePie meme. He did this in response to an incident in California that I actually can't tell you about because we're restricted on YouTube, mostly because many people on the far left have attacked PewDiePie to the point it's negatively impacted all of us. There are certain words I can't actually say on this platform. It's funny because I'm reading all of these news stories, desperately trying to figure out how I can report the news to you, but I can't. YouTube will punish my channel. They'll derank the video. They won't let you see it. They'll strip it of ads. Meanwhile, all of these digital news outlets have the same advertisers and talk about the exact same things. But the constant attacks on YouTube and on people like PewDiePie make it difficult for all of us to even talk about what the hell's really happening. I think that's the goal. These companies are threatened by the emergence of YouTube, so they target people like PewDiePie. He's so famous. They highlight a few bad jokes out of thousands of videos he's made. It negatively impacts all of us, like the adpocalypse. And now I'm sitting here trying to tell you what's going on, and I can't. Today, let's take a look at why PewDiePie is calling for an end to this meme in the best way I possibly can without having this video deleted from YouTube due to censorship. But before we get started, make sure you follow me on Minds at minds.com slash Timcast. I seriously am sitting here taking 30 or 40 attempts to try and report this story, but I can't because of the words used in this news. I can't even talk about it. So follow me on Minds, because at least they're substantially less likely to censor me there. In a story from The Verge, in which I can't even read the title, because those words can get my video censored or restricted, they talk about how PewDiePie is calling for an end to the subscribe to PewDiePie meme. The story makes reference to an individual who did something tragic in New Zealand who said subscribe to PewDiePie. PewDiePie's response was just a simple tweet saying he disavows and wants to have nothing to do with it. It was disgusting. But in the wake of another incident, he's now made a video. He says, to have my name associated with something so unspeakably vile has affected me in more ways than I've let shown. I just didn't want to address it right away, and I didn't want to give the bad person more attention. I didn't want to make it about me because I don't think it has anything to do with me. To put it plainly, I didn't want hate to win. But it's clear to me now The subscribe to PewDiePie movement should have ended then. The important question is, why should PewDiePie have to disavow this? A few extremists said it, that shouldn't reflect on PewDiePie. But that's not how the media works. They have relentlessly smeared PewDiePie. This story from just in March, PewDiePie's alt-right ties are impossible to ignore, but it's just fake news. PewDiePie does not have any alt-right ties. His videos are about memes taken from Reddit. He posts jokes, and he makes videos for young people. He plays video games. But of course, Daily Dot is going to publish a lot of -of out-of-context nonsense to try and smear PewDiePie. I'd like to read you the list, but I can't. Because YouTube scans the words in your videos, and then they use that to try and restrict ads based on what the content of the video is. It seems to me like that's probably the reason they lie about PewDiePie and they smear him, but that's a bit too conspiratorial for me. It's probably just that it's the culture war they want to win, and by claiming PewDiePie on YouTube is a gateway to the alt-right, then he's all of these really awful things they can try and recruit for their side. And that's why the extremists make reference to PewDiePie. They want to do the same thing for themselves. When the New York Times hired Sarah Jong, she is the overtly bigoted woman who made a bunch of very, very awful statements on Twitter. The alt-right was happy. They like the extremists from the left because they want to recruit too. But the left is institutionalizing this nonsense and it's having a negative impact on me and many other creators. I'm looking at all these news stories about PewDiePie and I'm really frustrated. I can't even read these words. This month, 
more than half of my videos have been demonetized simply for talking about what the news is talking about. And that's the impact. They take the money away from us. They get our videos deranked so we can't talk about the news anymore. So they're the only ones allowed. And then they push nonsense about PewDiePie and accuse him of all the worst things in the book. Because out of thousands of videos he's made, some of them he made mistakes, some of them he made bad jokes. This is a visualization of political YouTube. I often show this on my channel. We can see the left gets substantially more views and recommendations than the center or the right. But of course, the media will claim that YouTube is the great radicalizer. It's just not true. But I want to make an important point because some people have asked, why isn't PewDiePie in this list? This was a serious question posed by someone on the left. Where is PewDiePie's bubble? The reality is, when I asked the researcher, he said PewDiePie has no real recommendations to any of these channels because PewDiePie makes videos about games and jokes, and there's no real overlap and recommendations with other channels on political YouTube. He would be so far away, you'd have to zoom out to try and find where his visualization would actually be. In reality, there's probably no connections from him to these other channels at all. But if you read digital media, you would hear something completely different. You would hear that PewDiePie himself is propagating all of this nonsense. And it's just extremism. And it's not true. But PewDiePie is the biggest. He has so many subscribers and he represents something. PewDiePie represents the power of the individual to have a massive channel and massive influence. But that's what subscribe to PewDiePie was really all about. It represented how an individual could be powerful. And T-Series is a corporation. With T-Series taking over the top spot, it was meant to symbolize an era coming to an end, that the independent YouTuber no longer has the power to succeed against these massive corporations. The algorithm on YouTube has kept changing. They change it all the time. And what happens is the treadmill kind of speeds up. That's how we describe what's happening on YouTube. It goes faster and faster. And the independent creators who made this platform great are running faster and faster. But the big corporations who have massive amounts of resources don't have to worry about it because they can take one person off the treadmill and replace it with someone else who's not so tired. There's burnout on YouTube. That's what they call it. People run so far and so fast, struggling to keep up with the changes. They eventually burn out and disappear. But the corporations don't have that problem. And that's what subscribe to PewDiePie was representing. At the same time, the people who work for these digital outlets don't like that someone like PewDiePie has the ability to be successful and wealthy. So they smear him and attack him. And it trickles down on the rest of us. They certainly don't like my content. They don't like that I'm challenging their narrative and their orthodoxy. And now I'm restricted in how I could even tell you what's happening because of their tactics, because it works. And that's not a conspiracy. When they smear PewDiePie over silly jokes and take him out of context, advertisers get scared and they take all of their money off of YouTube. We've gone through several iterations of an adpocalypse at this point. As I mentioned earlier, more than half of my videos have been demonetized. And I have to consider how I phrase things using strange innuendo to try and explain what's actually happening. Because if I tell you what's actually happening, if I say what actually happened in New Zealand, no ads, no revenue, and a wasted day of work. My revenue drops dramatically, and it becomes impossible to expand and grow and try and actually report the news. This is a more extreme version of how many digital writers and activists try and claim that memes are part of the far right now, the OK symbol or Pepe or clowns. This story was published at the end of March by Forbes. What I don't understand about PewDiePie. Subscribe to PewDiePie. Once a harmless meme, or rather, a marketing campaign masked as a meme. Subscribe to PewDiePie has twisted into a yell of life ending. I, I, I kid you not, I can't read that. I'd probably get demonetized. 
permanently appropriated by the alt-right. The story talks about the first Adpocalypse controversy, where PewDiePie made tasteless jokes. He says that he defended PewDiePie at the time, arguing that his brand of childish humor was catering to his immature audience of edgy gamers, and that it was unfair to brand the man as something he clearly isn't. But in the time since, I've come to understand that edgy humor and ironic hating people based on who they are is integral to the alt-right's indoctrination strategy. Far from a harmless joke, it's a fascinating and frightening rabbit hole to fall into if you've got the time to look into it. The story then goes on to drag Joe Rogan, extremely famous, mainstream, and all of his fans are regular Americans who don't hold these fringe, fake conspiracy views. But again, he likens Joe Rogan to what PewDiePie is doing, saying that when he invites Alex Jones on his podcast, the conversation isn't just two guys drinking and having fun. It's a golden opportunity for a hateful conspiracy theorist to spread his poison. Like Joe Rogan, Shelberg's words and actions are immensely consequential, rippling through society and sparking reactions that the man could never anticipate nor desire. A creator who has convinced 92 million people to subscribe to their content should concern themselves with the message they are broadcasting, with the implication of their content. He ends by saying, celebrities associated with the fringes of the alt-right, like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson, tend to fixate on their unfair portrayal in the media without appearing to consider the legitimacy of the criticism. That there might be a very good reason why so many people are angry at them. Maybe it's you, Felix. But this is a hilarious, ironic article. He's falsely aligning Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro with the alt-right. The alt-right hates both of them. In fact, Ben Shapiro, according to the Anti-Defamation League, was the biggest target of the alt-right. Yet here we go, more fake news. They don't like the fact that they're losing power. They don't like the fact that PewDiePie has 95 million subscribers and he's just some guy who makes jokes. So they publish these fake news articles. They smear people. They hold ridiculous conspiratorial views. They share them. And then unwitting, useful idiots share those ideas for them. I just want to talk about the news. Sometimes I want to talk about what the Democrats are doing, what Trump is doing. Sometimes I want to talk about just whatever the big story of the day is. And I'm constrained. I'm constrained because of this fighting. I'm constrained because YouTube is scared of another adpocalypse. YouTube is scared that more fake news will emerge and you can't win against fake news. They will smear you. They will lie about you. They will exaggerate everything you do. They will dig through nearly 4,000 videos over nearly 10 years to try and smear you. They will highlight things you've done in your past and say no forgiveness. I, you know, I was really, really frustrated when I started making this video because I kid you not, I probably tried recording 50 takes of trying to figure out how I could explain what PewDiePie was trying to say. But every single time I had to reference what happened in those places, I knew it would derank my channel, my videos. It would strip me of ad revenue. What do I do? How do I deal with this? It was real. I was, I was, I was going to send a tweet. I was going to make another video where I was like, I need to address how impossible this is becoming. But that's them winning. And that's why we need to stick up for PewDiePie. PewDiePie isn't part of any real culture war issue, but they're making it out to be. I will never associate him with anything in the culture war. That's insane. Although he did review Jordan Peterson's book. But that's just some guy on the internet talking about some stuff. And 99.9% of his comment has nothing to do with politics. We can't allow them to smear him. We can't allow them to smear us, but this is what they do. And ultimately, whether it's just a mob of angry people who like being in a mob like they typically do, or it's a coordinated effort, I don't know. All I know is it's bad for everybody. It's bad for PewDiePie. It's unfortunate that he had to end a silly joke meme about getting people to subscribe to his channel because of the actions of two people. But that's what they do. He made a few bad jokes. That's enough. That's it. End of story. So there we are. It's, it's a frustrating day for me. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments below. We'll keep the conversation going. 
You can follow me on Minds at TimCast, which is important because if this channel gets deleted or any other channel, that's why I've been using Minds so much lately. Because at least they won't wipe out my, my content for covering the wrong topic. Again, whatever. Just follow me there. I got more videos coming up on my second channel, youtube.com slash timcastnews at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'll see you there.